Hey, everybody. We haven't been here a while, but we're back with another episode of Where in the World is Nico? Episode 7, because I wrote it down so I couldn't forget. I'm here with Tom's back from Disneyland. Tom, how was Disneyland? Oh, amazing. The most did you go to... The, it is a small world after all. I did. It wasn't and as magical as I remembered. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course... Time through, it kind of got a little repetitive. Oh, God. The, all right. Did, you, did the song get stuck in your head? No. Okay, good. That's good. That's very important. And, of course, we can't have Where in the World is Nico without Nico. Nico, where in the world are you? Hola. Greetings from Brazil. Fun fact. Did you know that hola is also hello in Portuguese? It's not I, Spanish. I actually was going to say... Yeah, <laughs> I, say that. I knew you were going to say that. Say, uh, Nico. <laughs> Fun fact, I got told Brazil does not speak Spanish a couple weeks ago, they and they don't. They speak Portuguese, but I did not speak know. Portuguese, right. yes. So, hola, Tom, welcome back from Disneyland. I was going to ask if Thanks. you found Mickey, but I think you found all kinds of stuff. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. I think Tom's moving inside. He's getting a little bit chilly out there on his beautiful porch over in uh, uh, the Colorado. So, while Tom's moving inside... Uh, Nico, today's topic is money. Always a fun topic, kind of controversial as controversial topics that are not religion or politics go. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say, right? Isn't it one of the things you're not supposed to talk about? Yeah, I think it's right next to politics and religion. So, you know, we're not going to talk politics and religion, so we might as well talk about money. Yes, we are. And I think it's important because I'm at a point right now where I'm starting to be affected by my now lack of money. So I think it's important to kind of let the, the truth about traveling kind of come out a little bit. So tell me if I'm right, traveling's expensive. Yes and no. Uh, you, there are so many ways to make traveling much more affordable. It's uh, what it boils down to is the kind of traveling I want to do, which is not budget by any means. So I want I wanted to find that I'm a middle of the road kind of traveler where I don't stay in the cheapest places. I also don't eat really cheaply and I don't starve myself. Like I want to stay in, you know, affordable place. I'd like a shower and a bed and uh, I'd like to eat three meals a day. Like that is my baseline. So if you're a budget traveler, like uh, that, you might compromise on like the, where you're sleeping or the kind of meal you're eating. But uh, I've, I know people that have traveled for, for like $20 a day. I'm doing it at 50 personally. Uh, so it kind of depends. Like you can go along the way uh, and make it as cheap or expensive as you want. So what would you say is your biggest tip for I mean, I think probably setting a budget's a pretty good idea. And for what's your biggest way to stay within budget? Wow, uh, that's a really good question. Staying within budget, if you drink alcohol, like, you're going to have to <laughs> cut that. Like, alcohol, okay, alcohol is an interesting thing to, to talk about. It is one of those things where, you know, some people might think it's necessary. Fine, guys, it's not, it's not. You can live, you can live without alcohol. So if you are in, in the parts of the world, like Southeast Asia, where, you know, beer is cheaper than water, then that's fine. But once you move into other countries where it is much more expensive, where a beer is as expensive as a meal, for example, and Israel is where I recently was, is a great example of that. There were there were some meals that I ate with, that cost just as much as a really poor beer. Uh, so you're gonna have to decide 
which one's more important. So I think my number one tip, if you cut out alcohol and stick to, you know, sodas or water and food, you're going to save quite a, quite a bit of money, especially in the more expensive countries. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. Cheap. Yeah, I've heard that. My parents were there. I did not get to go to Germany. But uh, I've heard that, like, especially in Iceland, I mean, you can burn easily, I mean, 12, 15 bucks per drink when you're having a drink. And if you're looking at 50 bucks a day, that's going to knock off most of your budget. I mean, in just one having one drink. So, and, and I'm sorry, most people don't just have one drink. So, you know, you're looking at $25. And that's literally half your budget for the day. It's gone. So then, and that's not, and you know, your budget includes, tell me if I'm wrong, it's food. I mean, it's everything. So it includes your food, your transportation, where uh, yeah. you're staying. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't quite include everything. The thing is, so it in, includes everything except airfare. Airfare okay, is yeah. kind of the kind of like the boogeyman here. Airfare, so I'm really into frequent fly miles. So I like to fly around with frequent fly miles, which lets me fly around for almost next to nothing. So I don't want to include that. There have been times where I've actually had to buy a plane ticket, and it's taken like I, I can feel it. I'm at a point where I have to buy one right now uh, because I'm, I'm currently in Brazil, but I'm going to Bolivia, and I, I can't use any frequent fly miles. So I have to buy a plane ticket. So it's going to sting really bad. So how much is a ticket over in Brazil? I have no idea. Like, is it pretty standard? Is there any difference? Uh, it's pretty standard, I guess. Uh, so to, for me to go to La Paz, Bolivia, which is kind of where I want to go, uh, it costs, I was looking at a ticket, and the cheapest one I could find was $350. So if you take that into consideration, that's seven days of budget. Uh, yeah. But I do have a method to this kind of madness. So I try to, so my bar is $50 a day, and I try to be as under 50 as possible. And I got this tip from someone, I think when I was back in the US, they said, all right, any deficit or any difference between the budgets, they like to transfer to another account, and that's what they use for any big splurge purchases or airfare. So it does kind of even out. But I'm at a point now where I've realized where I've, the, the kind of slush fund I've made from the differentials, like going under budget, I've definitely wiped it out at this point. So when you have, you know, when you, I mean, when you're looking at your funding, are you seeing like, wow, I need to actually start making money. When does that, when do you have that problem? And then if you do have that problem, I mean, when you can't necessarily, you can't really get a full-time job when, you know, you're out and about, you know, people kind of like having a permanent address, especially in the U.S., um, what do you do about that? Is there any way to kind of compensate for your overdays? Oh, compensate for overdays. There's two ways. So one way you've definitely hit on is making money on the road. There's actually a lot of ways to make money on the road. Number two is to have very down cheap days. And that's currently where I'm at. I've in the last five days, I have done next to nothing. Not next to nothing in terms of money. I've I've stayed in my hostel. I've I've moved into a cheaper hostel and sat down and just worked and spent an average of $15 a day for the last five days. And that's the way to even it out. If you're not about that and you're looking to make money, you're going to have to leverage your skills uh, in exchange for something. So I know some people have made money on the road with their videography or photography or whatever skill they may have, any marketable skill. Uh, for actual hard cash, but I know some people that have just done it in exchange for accommodation. Because accommodation at the end of the day is still a big chunk of your daily budget. Uh, not a big chunk, but can be a chunk. So if they've eliminated things like that, you're 
cost of traveling is just significantly cheaper. Oh yeah, and the nice thing about that is then you know, when you're traveling, you don't get the free days, right? Because like I'm at home right now, I don't have to pay anything extra for being here. You do. Like there's no option for oh today's a free day, I don't have to pay for tonight. It's just you you have to add that in cost in every day. Right. There is of course ways to uh, stay for free. There is couchsurfing, which is pretty big amongst uh, more expensive countries in Europe and the United States. So that's a way to kind of get a free place to stay. I also did that in Morocco where I volunteered somewhere and I just, uh, I think we spoke about this last time too, was where I was volunteered at a language school and I managed to get a free place to stay in exchange for my English, uh, where I practiced English with some of the students. So that's a way, but again, that is, that is not fixed. I mean, you're at the mercy of availability and so forth. So you can't really count on that. Although it's, it's, I will, I will say it's readily, it's out there, but don't count on it too much. So, I mean, this isn't really about money, but like, is, do you have to end up burning a lot of money on exchanges? Does that kind of tap into your budget at all? Or do you mostly try to pay with credit card and just don't have to worry about it? That, you know, that's a really good question. Like ATM fees will, will burn you. Uh, Luckily, I don't have that problem because uh, when I lived in the U.S., I opened a special bank account with Charles Schwab. So, and for everyone who is traveling and lives in the U.S., pay attention to this. You can open a special checking account from Charles Schwab called the High Yield Investor Checking Account or something like that. That account will allow you to withdraw money fee-free around the world. And I wow. know it's getting big because all the Americans I meet traveling all have it. So you do not leave. So if you live in the U.S., do not leave the U.S. without it. So that's one way I've been able to save money. You get, just like the accounts we have, Andy, like how we have Ally, you get a kickback every month of all the ATM fees. You will still lose some in the conversion, but it's not as bad as paying like $5 a pop to withdraw money from an ATM per se. Man, that's actually, I, I was, that was my next question is I know we talked about kind of tips. What's like your secret hidden tip that you kind of already nailed it. So I'm going to withdraw my question. Tom, do you have any other questions for Nico about money? So it's, is that just a straight checking account or like, are you earning interest, interest on that? You actually do earn a, a little bit of interest on it. Uh, of course. I don't get to see much of it. I don't know what the percentage is. It's 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 fairly low. You do earn something, but I'm just watching that account like getting lower and lower every month. So it's like a very minuscule number to even consider. I'm not gonna make money on that by any means. Hmm. That's kind. Of, I I that's not a bad idea if you're especially gonna be traveling a lot. I do know some friends who travel. I'm gonna have to ping them to see if they do that or not because I don't know if and, they do or not. And again, there's, I don't know how Charles Schwab can keep offering this. They don't, it's, there's no fee to it or anything. Absolutely not. So if they're good, you know, I think it's becoming so popular that a fee might come in. So if you know people that could benefit from it, I highly recommend getting in on it right now before changes come, which is inevitable in the U.S. financial banking world. So that's yeah, one thing you could consider. All right, Nico, we are at, we're running out of time. We're actually going to hold to our time moment today, which is awesome. Uh, you, you told me to be a dick about it, so I am going to do that. So what do you have the last – what's your last thing you want to tell some people about Brazil? Specific to Brazil doesn't have to be about money. Specific to Brazil. To save money in Brazil, eat at a lanchonette, which is a local lunch 
uh, lunch spot where you can get rice, beans, french fries, and some kind of meat for around $4 a meal. You will change your life. If you don't like beans and uh, rice, uh, you're going to have problems in Brazil. And I will give you a tip on that. If you love beans and rice, get a pressure cooker because you can make dry beans in about 20 minutes. That's my tip for the day. It has nothing to do with traveling, but I just learned that, and I just can't believe how awesome that is. So that's it for this episode of Where in the World is Nico after my awesome tip. I'll try to, I'm not thinking Nico's going to cut my tips off. <laughs> That's, that's the that's a blooper reel for this week. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, you guys have anything else to say before we sign off? All right. They have nothing there. They're just giving me stares like, Andy, it's time to get the heck out of here. So we're going to sign off for Nico and Tom. I'm Andy. Peace. <laughs>